Hello and welcome to this week's edition of the Rodcast with me, Paul Johnson. I hope you're good. I hope you're well. How's your luck, eh? How are you doing out in this autumn weather? We've had some beautiful days, haven't we? Some beautiful sunset days this week. Really nice weather. In fact, last night I went out and I couldn't believe the fact that it wasn't actually damp. So I'm just loving this autumn weather. Nice warm nights, actually. It's not too bad at all. Long may it last, I say. Anyway, coming up on this week's edition of the Rodcast, we're going to be looking at a wonderful rod from Diaiwa in our Tackle on Test feature. That is the Diaiwa 3-piece Saltest. One of their new rods that came out a few months ago is a 3-piece machine and it's lovely. I'll be doing a review on that when I got hold of the Diaiwa Saltest and took it up the beach. In our Species feature, I'm going to be looking at that wonderful fish, the Autumn Bass. We've done bass two or three times on this show in the early spring the schoolies and now the summer and now the autumn bass they are abundant around our shores and i can't go a week without talking to fishermen up our beaches all saying that they're catching bass so it's the autumn bass run and i'm going to tell you how to catch those bass using good old-fashioned bait they're loving it at the moment so that is our species so welcome along one and all to the rodcast I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com achieve today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Well, it's that tackle-on test time of day, and I was very excited when a nice little present landed for me on my office window today. Not on my actual window, of course, because that would just be silly, but someone tapped on my window to let me know there was a delivery. And it was a tubular shape, and I always get excited when there's tubular shapes. Quite a small tubular shape, and I thought, what the hell's this? Anyway, it was, to cut a long story short, the Diaiwa Saltist rod, and that is the Diaiwa Saltist Surf STTS 1403FS. In other words, the Diaiwa Saltist 14 foot 3 piece fixed spool rod. Now, I do like Diaiwa kit. Um, I can, to be honest, I cannot always afford it because it is quite expensive. But it's worth buying it's good stuff I've had many Diaiwas in the past and in fact I use a Diaiwa rod myself now as one of my beach casters over the years they've been developing and developing they are one of the top brands in fishing both freshwater and in sea fishing boats shore rivers you name it Diaiwa have got a rod for everything now we all kind of know Diaiwa because it's a household name and they've been going so many years in fact way way back and their first reel in 1958 Diaiwa have been developing products 
to be first to meet the ever-changing market needs. It should be to no one's surprise that Iowa has been the world's first company to create many, many new technologies. Carbon fibre. Iowa's development started the open-faced reel in 1965, going in 1970. Back in 1979, Iowa was the first manufacturer in the world to incorporate graphite for both reel seats and rotors. So many firsts they have done over the years. And it just goes on through the years. Through the 80s, always developing carbon fibre rods, in 2007, Daiwa debuted its new material called Zaion, uh, a new high-density carbon fibre material that even exceeds metal in some aspects. And in 2010, Daiwa developed the Z-SVP, and that is another high-density carbon fibre sheet with minimal amount of resin. It always uses top-range technology. Their ball bearings are amazing. The Magsil ball bearing was another one of their firsts in 2010. So it's no surprise that over the years, Daiwa have been developing high-tech tackle. Considering it was founded in 1958, quite a new company, because when you take companies like Penn and the other companies, they've been around a little bit longer than that, but they are a fast-moving company, Daiwa. And uh, as a result, they have become a global brand, which obviously means boats, shore, rivers, you name it, Daiwa have got a rod for everything. There's Team Daiwa, there's Team Daiwa clothing, shirts, rods, reels, tackle, you name it, they are a huge company. And as a result of that, sometimes their equipment can be very, very expensive, but not the case with this little Daiwa saltist. So I put the rod together, I realised being a little bit of a short package, it was a three-piece rod, and I do quite like three-piece rods, very good to travel around with actually tuck away nicely in your car and the amazing thing about this one is that it's a 14 foot three-piece rod so it soon gets bigger as you put it together very light actually comes in a, a cloth case which was nice as all Daiwa rods do and pulling it out of the case out of the bag it was a really nice color actually at that Daiwa dark blue stroke black livery on it um labeled saltis just above the fuji ring sets and the fuji real seat there now i mentioned the fuji because they are brilliant real seats and this is a fixed ball rod so it's set in one place for you and it allows you to screw up and down into your right reel position and the ideal reel for this rod really being a fixed ball rod obviously is a nice big chunky fixed ball reel something like a daiwa emblem a shimano eight to ten thousand range of reel and one of the chunkier kuma reels or something along those lines something with a long cast fixed ball is an ideal balance for this rod i use my Daiwa emblem on it because that is my old faithful strap that onto it felt good with the reel on it the reel itself sit it really nicely in the seats actually it didn't have to tighten it out too much but what i liked about this uh, rod is the color of it. it was lovely it's got all fuji rings which were a nice color lacquered in black the rod tip is quite simple it's a, a white reflective tape there which is quite good this rod they say casts 90 to 180 grams and i can imagine that because it feels quite a nice balanced rod it's a good position this real seat actually for casting just gives you enough just to get hold of the bottom handle whilst holding the fixed ball line to the rod and it feels like you could really throw this quite away and one of the best things i, I don't know what it is just love a nice little touch is on every joint of this rod, be bearing in mind it's a three-piece, there's a kind of grippy textured paint so that when you've been fishing and maybe your fingers are a bit cold, wet, 
or whatever. How many times do we really struggle to pull your rod apart, even with a two-piece, try to twist it and pull it apart, especially if you've been fishing for quite a while, and the temperatures are up and down, it expands, it's carbon fibre, can get a little bit tight. But these have got this lovely little textured paint job on it, so you can just twist it and pull it apart with really good ease, and I really like that. The handle is quite comfortable, the butt end fits lovely into your left hand actually, and you can fill the rod with its length. Look, you could really flick something out with this. The tip is quite flexible, but the middle of the rod is quite stiff. It's quite a strange beast really, but this is probably down to being the three-piece nature of the rod. Apparently, I would say it's got a progressive parabolic action, whatever that means. I don't know what that means. Anybody knows? I don't know. Progressive parabolic action. Basically, I'm hoping what it means is it casts very nicely, but we'll get onto that when I tell you how I got on at the beach. It's got the OTG and overhead casting, so basically it's good for off-the-ground casting and overhead casting. I do like an off-the-ground cast. I find that if you've got a nice level row of shingle, it's good. I like off-the-ground casting. I find that I can throw it out quite a way. HVF High Volume Fibre Carbon is what it's made. That's what it stands for, HVF High Volume Fibre. That's the carbon they use in Dioa rods. Very, very high-tech equipment, very high-tech materials. Combines lowered volumes of resin to reduce the weight with an increased amount of carbon to deliver more strength to the rod. And you do get that feel that this is a very strong rod. The tip is quite thin, it's quite flexible, so would it handle a big cod? Would it handle something big off of the beach? I'm not so sure, but hopefully I'll tell you about that as I went up the beach later on. The X45 technology has improved the power and delivery and the recovery and torque and resistance of this. And they use their V-joint technology and all rings, as I say, are Fuji, BMNAG, Alkanite guides. In other words, very tough material, very good rings on this. Should really last you forever. Um, the fixed Fuji DPS reel seat, which is good. The EVA butt grip. Now this EVA material is quite nice. It's not doesn't feel like a cheap grip it feels quite good quality it's quite firm but on the same token it gives you a good grip uh, the butt is 21.5 millimeters that's how thin it goes down to 2.1 millimeter tip as i say i did mention that tip is quite thin but hey ho you know let's give it a go so i took it up the beach and i set it up and as i say i strapped my Diawa emblem fixed one i've had it years my Diawa emblem but i can imagine it would do a nice job with this um, and it sits quite nicely on there and it's not often you match a rod and a reel together but you know not many of us do you know you've got a Diawa reel and a Pro rod or whatever it is it doesn't really matter but this reel seemed to be a good partner for this rod. I slipped in the three pieces they went in very smoothly just a little twist to line the rings up and once it's together it, it doesn't feel that cumbersome. Before I put the reel on I was thinking my god it almost feels like a freshwater rod it's very very light indeed and I quite enjoyed that that lightness of the rod but put them together that looks very nice i have a 50 pound shock leader on my reel which i threaded through that's quite nice and i thought i'd put my simple running trace on and that was straight into a five ounce lead because that's what i usually fish with and i wanted to see how this rod performed with a five ounce lead and a large bait on as well i had a nice big squid on because as we're talking about uh, autumn bass this week why not ever go for an autumn bass with this rod i got up the uh, beach at low tide so i wanted to get out quite 
quite a way to see if I could hit the galley. So I did kind of need to cast this rod quite a way, which was probably a good thing actually, because straight away it meant that I'm going to have to give this rod a good workout to see exactly how far I can get with this, because I needed to reach the galleys. The nature of my beach locally is that when the tide goes out, it's a great time to catch bass and some flatties, but there's not much water. So you do have to cast out quite a way just to get past the really shallow water. And there is flatties there, but just to get past that and try and land in the gully beyond that is my target. So I, it was good that I had an actual target to actually cast into. And I must say my first cast really did fly. And at first it was a bit weird because with all these 14 foot rods, you get this swooshing sound when you cast. And you think, oh, that's a bit odd. You don't tend to get that with your 12 or 13 foot beach casters. But with a 14 foot rod, as you cast, because of the length of it, you get this whoosh of air as you cast. But when you get over that, um, it doesn't really matter. It's, it's just a bit alarming at first when you get this weird sound. But I must say, I felt the rod load and I felt that when I released the weight and my finger on the line, I knew straight away that this is going to fly. I was really impressed with how far it actually cast. Bearing in mind, this is a five ounce, 150 gram weight. Brilliant, you know. I think maybe it would cast a bit better with a slightly lighter weight, maybe a four, um, because by the time you get a big heavy bait on as well, you wouldn't want to be going much higher than five ounce on this. Although it probably would manage a six ounce weight if you're careful with it. So my second cast was good as well. Real day and I thought I'm going to try an off the ground this time because being low tide, I had enough of the beach to try an off the ground cast. And that really did fly, I've got to say. I, I surprised myself how far it actually went out considering it was a three-piece rod. I was reaching 100, 150 easily, 150 yards easily with this cast. The rod felt good. I tightened it up in my rod rest. I got a lovely arch on this when uh, I tightened my line up and got some grip. Uh, you could just see the bend of the top of the rod, which was very nice. There was a few little breakers out far and the rod was nodding around a little bit. But again, I think this is something about the 14-foot rods. They've got that kind of continental feel sometimes and they can be a little bit bouncy in your rod rest. I tended to counter that by putting it up a bit higher and tightening up the line, um, especially because I was using a running trace. I wanted to try and let that bait flow around the gullies a little bit, so I put it quite high in my rod rest. If I was sole fishing or flat fishing, I would probably just lower that down almost a sideways curve and try and watch the rod like that. But the white looked good in the day. I don't know what it would look like at night. I am half blind, as I always say, and I probably would prefer to have an orange tip on this. But that's easily remedied. You know, just last week we spoke about aluminous tape and things. Very easy to get some glow tape on that to bring it up or even put a rod tip light on, which I think I would probably do. Fishing there for a couple of hours, I did manage to get into one bass, but I also had some small whiting and the small whiting were quite good fun. The rod had a nice little bite action. Bear in mind I was using lug and squid, which is always going to attract the whiting. I did have a few of them and it was quite nice to reel in the whiting on it. Good fun. You could feel the fish moving through the rod and down into your reel. Quite nice powerful grips, quite a nice weight to the rod even with your, your whiting on. A big hit with this about an hour in, which was quite a nice big bite. I'd cast this out into the gully and I did have quite a nice big rattling knock. Unfortunately, I missed the first one. I don't know what it was, probably a bass by the, by the, the speed of which it took. A bit annoyed about that. Reeled it in hoping that I could give you an idea of what it felt like with the bass. Cast out again and about an hour and a half later, I had another big rattle and I did catch a bass. Now, the, bear in mind, it's a three pound bass actually, really nice fish. And that rod handled it very well, bending and 
nodding as the fish came in really felt the uh, tension felt the fish swimming around you know bass they do dart around quite a lot um, but it was quite comfortable reeling in the three pound bass on this Daiwa Saltis rod now whether it would do that with a bigger five six seven pound fish I don't know because to me it felt I mean let's be honest I don't often catch huge fish but you know to me it felt well this is probably getting towards the limit of what I would feel comfortable with with this rod um I think if I've got a great big lunking bass on of 10 to 15 pound um it would uh, be a bit of a hoo-ha moment I think but um it would probably handle it who knows I can't actually tell you that but what I can tell you is it is a really nice rod really nice to cast with and um, the grips are really good it handled the three pound bass very very well and being die Iowa you know you're not really going to go wrong I think you can get this rod for around about 180 to 200 pounds around that figure some some of some places it's about 230 220 but you want to shop around for this and make sure that you're getting the right rod because there's lots of these saltist rods around there seems to be big range of Daiwa saltist rods this particular rod was the 14 foot STTS 143 fixed spool now be careful because there's nine foot Daiwa saltists there's several different rods in the saltist range if you're going to buy one or get someone to buy you one for Christmas mm -mm, if you can uh, if they're going to stretch that far for your money it is important that you go and say, I want the 14 foot uh, Daiwa Saltis rod. They are available online and in tackle shops. Great rod, very nice. Great thing about it, of course, is it packs away nicely as well. So really for whiting, light bass fishing, and probably some coddling, it's a great rod. I wouldn't really be that happy fishing with this on a really wet and windy wild night in the middle of January or February in the middle of cod season personally and it's personal thing I'd like a two-piece something with a bit more grunt and a bit more of a tip um, just in case you land that dream cod but all in all it's a great rod Daiwa Saltis Surf STTS 1403F S and fixed ball have a go it's a really good rod for its price and at the end of the day it's a die you can't really go wrong can you and that is the tackle on test for this week hello and welcome to a to z of men a brand new podcast that helps explain well men each week myself chris brooks and me scott robinson we take on a different letter of the alphabet what in order yeah in order we will find a word that best describes men that starts with that letter so it's basically like a guide like a guide yeah that's correct well, this will really help me explain myself to the wife we tackle topics such as mental health, stereotypes, and stupid things us men do. Don't forget sex. Oh, and sex. Plus, you can send in your words, stories, and, well, anything to A2Z, it's the number two, A2Z of men at gmail.com, or follow us on Instagram and TikTok at A2Z of men. So join us each Wednesday as we create the A to Z of men. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Even on a budget, quality is non negotiable. 
That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Well now, it's that species time of day on the Rodcast for this week. And what do we fish for on these autumn nights? We're too early for cod, um, so they're not quite here yet, although they will be once it gets colder. But there might be some fish around we could actually get. Might get lucky and get some autumn sole. Um, there's still some mackerel around down the southwest, but a bit further south and towards the east, then why not have a look at catching some big fat autumn bass? Now, we spoke about bass a couple of times across the year, three times in fact across the year on the Rodcast, with springtime being the little scooty bass in the rivers and estuaries, and then the summer bass. And now, as autumn is upon us and the days get cooler and the nights are calm and still, sometimes can be a bit quiet all round. But get a bit of a wind going and a few breakers on a nice autumn moonlit night, and that equals bass. Now, as we know, over the years and over the months, we always talk about fishing for bass with lures and all sorts of different things. This time of the year, coming into autumn, there is thousands and thousands of squid and cuttlefish that are moving into the waters, coming in from the channel, spreading across. So there's still lugworm around for great bait for bass, and there's still lots of squid. And that's what we're going to concentrate on this autumn bass species here. We're going to be looking at how to catch them with squid and your classic lug baits. And also, we all know whiting are a little bit of a, a total blooming pest, but I want to talk about live baiting with whiting, also to hopefully catch a bigger bass, especially the smaller whiting. Now, when we're going bassing in the autumn, nighttime is best. There are bass around in the day, and I talk all the time to anglers up on the beaches around here in the southeast and Essex. There's quite a few bass around, and they're quite decent bass as well. Still coming up off of the beaches, especially on the boats. There's quite a few bass coming up on the boats, along with the rays and the dogfish and the, and the smooth hounds. But amongst that is plenty of bass. And the great thing about bass off of our beaches is that they do come in really close. On a moonlit night with a nice breeze up and a little bit of a surf, you can be pretty assured that there's going to be bass sniffing around just behind the breakers as you look at them. Now that is close in. That is really close in. We don't want to cast out far for these. So the tackle we're going to be looking at to catch these autumn bass is your standard beach caster stuff. And this is mainly because as the bass move in to eat your squid, there's also plenty of other fish that want a bit of squid and lug as well. Mainly, we hear you cry, whiting. 
Now, you will get invaded by dogfish and whiting, and sometimes it can be difficult, you know, trying to catch a bass when you're doing this. But there's a couple of ways to get round it. Bass, as we know, have quite a big mouth, not as big as the cod, but they have quite a big mouth, and they are scavengers. And bass are very, very tempted by squid. They do love a squid. So the bait we're going to be looking at is squid and lug. That's squid, or cuttlefish even, combined with lugworm. And there's two ways of doing that. You can get cuttlefish frozen or fresh. You open the cuttlefish up, take the cuttle out, give that to your next door's budgie, and split that down the middle. And that gives you two nice big baits. Then you can insert where you've split a lugworm in that, and then you can put it on your hook. Now that is a deadly bait for bass, and they will take that, because they've got the combination of the lug, and they've got the combination of the cuttlefish. And the same goes with squid. Brilliant idea to have a nice big strip of squid on, rolled up to the top of the hooks, and we'll talk about that in a minute, and then coupled with a nice lugworm on the end. Now this time of the year, I tend to use elasticated thread as well. So let's have a look at how we go in to do that. The best rig to use at the moment for autumn bass, I think, is my old classic, and that is a single hook running trace. Now when I say single hook, obviously I would say a panel rig is a brilliant combination. So you have your running trace and some nice good big hooks, two O's, big hooks and the best hooks to use on these I find because we're using lug and squid baits are the bait grippers so up the shank of the hook at the back of the hook they've got some barbs and they are really good hooks they're strong steel hooks and they also hold your bait on very nicely as well now how we're going to bait up is we put the squid on first and put that right up the hook and then slide the, the lugworm onto the end of your hook with a panel rig, it's a great thing to have a nice hook coming down, a slightly smaller hook I tend to use, behind your main hook, and then just let that go through the line. So how do we tackle this up? Well, come up from your reel on your 50 or 60 pound shock leader, pull that through, bring it round. I would install a weight clip, which would be a nice running free snap link swivel, followed by a bead, and then I'll attach another swivel at the end of that. So now your weight runs up and down your main line, and it's stopped by a bead, because then the other side of the bead, you've got a snap link swivel or just a round link swivel will do. That means the weight can't slide down any further. In bass season, autumn, I tend to use 25 pound amnesia, because you never know what you're going to catch, because quite often when you're out there bassing in the autumn, you might well be a nice chunky whiting, or even an early coddling. So you want to be quite reassured by having a 25 pound amnesia type snood because that's not going to get tangled either and it gives good bait presentation actually when it's on the seabed with a running trace and with for bass don't forget bass like to sniff around they're kind of scavenging and quite often they take baits that are off of the bottom so as well as feeding off of the bottom they will take baits that are six seven inches off of the bottom flapping around just behind the breakers best way to make your bait flap around is to have something like an 18 inch snood on this i love a long snood what i tend to do is i usually fish two rods so i'll have two running traces on one with an 18 inch snood and one with a slightly smaller 12 to 14 15 inch snood so we know that one's closer to the bottom and the other rod that you've got out has got a slightly longer snood which means that's going to flap about in the breakers and in the current a little bit more so you've got the two options you're just trying to cover all eventualities if you like by spreading the baits up a bit higher off the bed and onto the floor of the seabed.
standard beach caster gear, fixed ball reel or a multiplier reel, whatever you uh, particularly fancy. And as I say, a running trace. Now, I would always say to you that elasticated thread this time of the year is a must because squid is quite a soggy bait. You know, you want your bait to look good. So get yourself a roll of elasticated thread. There's nothing technical about this. What you do is you thread your squid up to your main hook up to your top hook for your panel, twist that round the snood, bring it down to where you want to get it and to just twist that round the snood and hook that in the top of the squid. Make sure it's tucked in nicely, just with the hook point poking out. Then on your bigger hook, the main hook down lower, you want to push the squid right through, twist that round and then slide a lugworm or two lugworms up into the squid. And then get your elasticated thread and just wrap it round. Not too hard because it will mash it up, but wrap it round with the firmness that's going to keep that bait looking good and the firmness that you think when you do cast, depending on your casting style, whether that bait's going to survive. If you're really hitting it to get it out a long way, then wind your elastic thread a little bit tighter. But other than that, if you're doing targeted casting like you can see where the breakers are and you want to get just behind that then obviously you can maybe wrap your elasticated thread a little bit softer around the bait so without putting too much pressure and without making it look all mushy horrible now you know where the bass are going to be we've spoke about this many times before and it's all about being patient with this a lot of time when you're fishing for bass you're casting out and you're thinking it's not far enough out you know i'm never going to catch a bass here but that's where they lurk especially if you're in the gullies or you've got a beach where the ground breaks down into from shingle into sand or even if you're fishing a beach where there's a few little rocky outcrops and you can get to the left or the right of those rocky outcrops that's where the bass will be and they'll always be where there's a bit of a swell and I've actually seen bass turning over up at Denge Marsh Beach here at low tide and coming down to the bottom of the tide I've actually seen them flashing by just literally six or seven foot out and we've spotted them so they are really really close in so it's all about putting your bait out where you think those bass are going to be and bass are one of the bravest fish to come in close especially on a nice moonlit night with a fairly strong wind you know that the best place to catch those bass is just behind the breakers and if you get a bit of a surf up you're in for a good chance of getting some of those autumn bass they love lug and squid use the lug and squid carefully don't mask your hook point because again with lug and squid if you don't wrap that elastic round what will happen is it becomes a little bit of a ball of sogginess if you like and your hook point gets obscured and quite often you know you'll get a hit but you'll lose it because the bass has got hold of that and he's taken the tail end of your lug or the tail end of your squid that's hanging down because you haven't elasticated it on it's all these little things that increase your chances of catching those autumn bass night time is always best so when you're night fishing obviously you're going to need a nice warm coat and some waterproofs if you can maybe a flotation suit mainly again bass give all sorts of strange bites so you need to be able to see the top of your rod so please use your tip lights reflective tape is also very good and play the game patiently with bass at night you've just got to search these out i tend to start with a really really cut a small cast that's literally 10 foot out 12 foot out i know it's crazy but just do that and then the other rod i shall cast out a little bit further so you're covering all grounds and then wherever you start getting the bites you know that's where the bass are slowly increase the distance behind the breakers a little bit beyond the breakers 
aim for the gullies um, with my beaches there's quite a shallow patch of water and then it goes down a bit deeper where the gullies start and if you can cast that bait right into those gullies if you've got the gullies on the beach that's where the bass are going to be sniffing around and they do love a bit of squid forget your lures forget all the stuff like that this is basic big hook two hook panel rigs and lots of squid elasticated thread and lugworm and then casting out to try and find where those bass would be now bass are also fond of ragworm i know ragworm's very expensive but if you can get hold of it i've often caught some nice bass on ragworm and ragworm again they're quite a tough worm to use and they're brilliant when combined with squid because they slide up and they stay on the hook a lot better than lug and if you get king rag you can use big king rag probably get three baits out of them and there's nothing better than a big fat ragworm combined with squid to attract a bass because at the end of the day you've got to remember that bass are a fierce predator they're a hunting fish they like big baits they like baits that are moving around in the surf just behind those breakers and that's where you're going to get your best results when you're looking for autumn bass another way of doing this and i've just began to try this over the last couple of years actually is we all know that there's going to be some whiting around lots of them at this time of the year blooming annoying things that keep stealing your bait and quite often if you're fishing with lugworm and squid tip then you're going to get whiting all night long which is great fun but among those whiting there will be some bass so a good way to do that is to spend just an hour or two with some smaller hooks on just lugworm and a bit of squid tipped pick up a few whiting catch a few small whiting and keep them as live or dead bait and then when you've got a few whiting and we're only talking about whiting i don't know as big as your mobile phone six to eight inches long you're going to get those and they're always going to be there so instead of just getting cursing them and chucking them back keep them and then put a nice big running trace on with two hook panel and thread your panel through a whiting what i tend to do with that is i put the smaller hook on my panel through its lip and then i put the other hook in and out of its tummy and just so we're getting a hook point showing again and another bit of elastic thread so the fish looks like it's alive um, and obviously sometimes they can be you can cast out it and the whiting will still be alive if you've got a rig um, that's already set up quite often I take the little whiting off of my little whiting catch and put that on a panel rig and cast that out bearing in mind you're adding weight here so you know be careful when you're casting out but because you are not casting that far you know and you've got a shock leader on you don't really need to cast out very far with this tactic what that stops is any whiting trying to get your bait because they're not going to eat small whiting they might try if you, unless you get an exceptionally big whiting it might take a small whiting if you get a bite when you're dead or live baiting with a small whiting the likelihood is that's going to be either a codlin a cod or more importantly a nice autumn bass so this is down to earth beach caster fishing big hooks big baits standard lug squid cuttlefish and ragworm baits that is the basic old school way of going out at this time of the year not getting loads of whiting but going out and hunting out those autumn bass and they are there and um, there's bass to six seven four five six seven pound bass coming up every weekend i'm talking to fishermen at the moment around the shores of down my way especially in the southeast catching lots of nice big bass so that's the way to go go out and get some of those nighttime autumn bass they are there and that's ahead of all the cod that we're going to be talking about in the next few weeks so that is your species 
for this week on the Rodcast. Good luck with it. I hope you catch some. Okay, sadly, that's all we've got time for on this week's edition of the Rodcast. Thanks for joining us. I hope you've enjoyed it. I hope you can go out now and catch some of those lovely autumn bass. There's loads of them around. Stick a big squid on. Go and get some of those bass for your dinner table. Now then, coming up in the next few weeks on the Rodcast, we're going to be looking into the winter season. That's those cod off of the beaches, how to catch them, the big fat whiting, the big codling, and the baits and the tackle you need to go out and catch some of them, including your warm clothing. And we're also going to be looking at some pike fishing in the lakes and rivers around the UK and how to catch those in the winter season and some perch as well. Why not? So join us again on the Rodcast. We're out every Thursday on your usual download platforms and tell your mates to make a day with the Rodcast. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.